Welcome to Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Nicole Esquino. And together we're here as your hosts for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, we will dedicate our full episode to summer fun. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, so it's full on summer, you guys. And actually, when this airs, it really will be full on summer because June 21st, which is somebody's birthday. I know. It's a big day, y'all. <laughs> Nicole's birthday. And that's the first day of summer, right? It is technically the longest day of the year when the sun is up for the longest period of time. <laughs> I didn't even realize that until this moment that you share a birthday with summer. <laughs> it's a deal. We have a relationship. It's a deal. <laughs> that's kind of awesome. Yep. So people always remember my birthday because they associate it with that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Oh, wow. So speaking of birthdays, there's a lot going on in June in my life. And your birthday is, well, I guess once this airs, we'll have already passed. But June is an insane, insane birthday month for us. And we actually, it's birthday week. So my husband's birthday is the 12th. My dad's is two days later on the 14th. And then my son's, Luke, is two days later on the 16th. It's literally every other day. Oh, man, that's crazy. It is crazy. And then Father's Day is always like right there, too. So we have four celebrations in a week. Like it's so it's just nutty. So it's kind of I mean, it's fun. But my mom and I get a little stressed because we're like, oh, I'm so glad John and I stopped doing gifts because, you know, it's too much. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I get it. Vic and I, we both have birthdays in June as well. So there's a lot going on in June. <laughs> I know. What's with June? OK, so what was nine months ago? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a busy time. <laughs> People are having some serious fun, whatever nine or ten months ago was. So yeah, so I'll post some pictures in the show notes of all the birthday fun. Luke is having a ridiculously fun week with lots of cupcakes and stuff. And we went to his little school. He goes to Little Montessori. You know, he turned three. And so he, they have what's called the circle of life ceremony. And it's really cute. So John and I went and we got to meet all the little kiddos in his class. Some of them have changed because, you know, they change by age versus like they don't all go the same. Montessori is a little different in the way that they approach things. So like three to five year olds will be in the same class. So some of his classmates are different now. And anyway, it was just so sweet and cute. And they get so excited about birthdays, you know, that's super fun. It's called the circle of life. I think it's called the circle of life. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> I think, now I'm like singing that song from Lion King in my head and I'm now I'm questioning myself. I'm going to check. I'm going to check. Yeah, and I'm going to write this down. Montessori. So no, it's not the so <laughs> it's not the circle of life. It's called the celebration of life. Oh, oh. my gosh, That's funny. <laughs> I like circle of life, too. <laughs> well, the reason I said that is because I, I might have a picture. I'll look at, they create this circle hmm. and they have like every month of the year, and then they talk about something that happened in that year, and then they have him go around the circle. So I'm not totally crazy in calling it circle of life. 
I like it. <laughs> yeah. So they'll say like your first year, what, you know, what's something that you did? And then we'll say it. And then they, he walks around and they sing this song. It's some song. I don't know. All the kids know it. I'm like, okay, yay. I don't know what it is. And then they do is the year two. And so they only did three, obviously, because he's three or two or however many. Anyway, that's what they did. <laughs> How cool. <laughs> that's neat though. Yeah. So maybe I can find something online about the Montessori celebration of life. I don't know. I'm assuming it's that all Montessori's, but. Who knows? I'm curious now. Yeah. So anyway, okay, so let's move on to sucky moment of the week since we, we must do sucky moment of the week and yours is pretty funny. Here's our sucky scale. One being kind of sucky. Five being super sucky. One. <sighs> two. Three. Seriously? Four. Five. So, Nicole, what is the sucky scale rating? So, I'm going to give this one a solid three. Seriously? Mm-hmm. So, I went to my first birthing class. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was heavy. I knew it was going to be intense going in, but... Sort of got my mind blown about a few things that I didn't know about my own body. <laughs> I was like, okay. But no, it was super informational. I really enjoyed it. I feel like I learned a lot. But at some point, I kind of felt like I might have learned too much because it started to scare me mode. So when we learned about the epidural, they like passed one around the needle and stuff. Like it was all packaged, but... I got to see it up close and personal, and I was like, oh my goodness. Like, it just blew my mind on a whole nother level, and I had anxiety about it beforehand, but then, like, seeing it in real life and then watching a video about it. So, anyway, it escalated my anxiety to a whole new level. <laughs> I find it so weird that they show you that. I mean, I get why, but I remember that exact same class and that exact moment. And John almost passed out. I mean, he, like, looked at me. He's like, they're not putting that in your back. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, exactly what Vic was thinking. He was like, I don't know about all that. I was like, I don't either. <laughs> oh. But I, I will tell you, like, well, I... I guess I had to have them both times because the first time I had ended up having to have a C-section with Luke because he was breech. He was not flipped the right way. So we knew ahead of time that we were going to have a C-section. But the second time I did a vaginal birth, I did what's called a VBAC, which is vaginal birth after cesarean. Because a lot of times when you have a C, the second time they'll just do another one. That's a whole other podcast, which I actually we could do one on because it's pretty cool <laughs> for the women that want to know about it. But I got an epidural for that, too. And I will tell you, the easiest part of all of it was the epidural. <laughs> like, yeah, see, and that's what I told Vic. I was like, I think just right now when I'm in, like, I'm fine. I feel fine. Nothing's happening. There's no contractions going on. So in the moment, I'll have a whole different view about this needle that they're telling me about. But like you're just sitting there in class and you're you're feeling good right now. So you're like, no, that does not look like fun. <laughs> right. Because you're, you're right. And well, and the other thing is that they show you the needle in class. But when you're getting it inserted, it's in your back. You don't see it. And so the most uncomfortable thing for me was just being super pregnant and having that you have to hunch over so that they can kind of get it into you. And that hurts the most. I kid you not, because you're like, ah, you know, when you crunch for it and your belly is big, you're, mm -hmm. that hurts. <laughs> Seriously, like, that's the worst part. At least in Texas, they don't allow your husband or your partner to be with you because somebody passed out and got hurt or whatever. So. <laughs> and I 
think Vic is totally in that department. He was like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to be there for that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's probably better because women, we can handle it more. So. Totally. So my inspired action from all of it was like, okay, we're going to focus on what's happening right now. And I'm not going to put all this like negative energy and anxiety around the possibility of an epidural. We're going to wait until we get there and then we'll figure that part out and not focus on it right now. Otherwise, I'm just going to like work myself up into a tizzy about it. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's a great thing. I think it's like good to know about all your options and you can have a plan. But if you focus on that, oh gosh, no. Yeah, like it was the only thing I could think about through like all the rest of the videos, like seeing an actual birth, like I thought that was going to freak me out, but I could not stop thinking about the needle. Like I got nauseous and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, that's what's scaring me. But like, that's what I just got fixated on. So I was like, okay, we have to put that aside. We're going to worry about this right now. And then we'll, when it comes time, we'll think about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, having a baby the first time is so scary. I mean, and even the second time for me, because I hadn't had a vaginal birth. So I was like, oh my gosh, the whole process is scary, but it's, I mean, it's amazing. I will tell you, it is like seriously one of the coolest things I've ever experienced in my life. So that's what I always tell people. I'm like, I mean, yes, it's freaking painful as I'll get out, but that's why I opted for the epidural. <laughs> exactly. But regardless of what your choice is, you know, I think if you, you like, you learn what you can learn so that you feel prepared in the way that it's good for you. But then, you know, you're like me, you're an over planner. And so I think that can do you a disservice to where you get to like two in your head about it. Exactly. I was like, I know I'm making this into more of a deal than it is, but like I couldn't get out of that space. <laughs> so I was like, I have to stop thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't Google it. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, exactly. I was like, I can't do any more research. They gave us like this nice little book that came with the class. And I was like, okay, this is going to be my resource. Like I'm not going to go out and because I will very easily end up on a forum reading about worst case scenarios. <laughs> so I was like, no, stick to the book, read small sections at a time and like try to not jump ahead and, and plan it all out because it's not going to go how I plan anyway. So of course. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> definitely one of those big ones. You can't really, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you can plan, but Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to let you guys know, we talked about this in a couple episodes before that I just launched a new free seven day challenge. It's called the seven days to make your life sparkle challenge. And it's on my website. So go to AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. And all you have to do is put your first name and your email, and then I'll send you an email a day and it will give you a task to do once a day that helps you organize or clean out and it's a really cool, fun challenge. And then it also gives you a bonus. So if you have more time, then you can do that bonus challenge. And I'll just tell you, like one of the challenges, the one of the bonus challenges I did, and I received so much less junk mail. I can't even tell you, like our mailbox is like half full. So Ooh, I can't wait to get that one. I haven't got that one yet. Yeah, it's pretty. I'm telling you, it's awesome. And it really doesn't take that long. You just fill out some stuff online. So, so sign up, sign up. And who couldn't use a little more sparkle in their life? I just love the name of it. <laughs> sparkle. We're all about inspiration and sparkiness. Okay, so we are talking about summer fun. And I love this that we're dedicating the episode to it. Especially now that I have kids, summer is 
I don't know, it just has like this different kind of energy to it. And as a kid, I grew up in Boston and Chicago where the summers were the time we had good weather. So when I moved to Texas, I really struggled with it because this is the time where a lot of times we don't want to be outside because it's often in the hundreds and it's just sometimes it's even hard to let the kids play outside because it's so hot. But I was just like, now at the kids little school they have like splash day on Wednesdays and they do like all these little fun things that are different for the summer they don't have to wear their uniforms it's just like it's just this awesome like laid back fun atmosphere and it reminded me that that's the way summer is meant to be so what do you have like what memories do you have of summer oh man i just remember being a kid and also coming from a world like being a teacher, I've always had a summer. And so that's kind of like how my world was structured around like making it to summertime. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So totally like summertime is just this like feeling of done for me, like everything is done, like it's time to play, very light and relaxing. That's kind of what I associate summer like summer with like, I'm still a kid. And I'm like, can't wait to go swimming. (laughs) (laughs) You know, all of those of those types of things. And I can't wait. And like with Caleb being a teenager now, we're getting to do like different things than when he was little. So it's super fun. Like he's more into the like concerts and things that Vic and I are into now. So it's kind of nice to transition into that role versus like taking him to do kid things. So it's been fun. I'm enjoying it so far. Oh, that's cool. And then now you're going to dive into a whole new baby world. I know, because why not keep it interesting? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what we came up with was 10 fun summer ideas of things to try or do. And some of these may or may not be feasible or in your area, depending on where you live. But these were some ideas we had. So we will list these 10. Sarah will list these and then she'll also list a few resources. So if you're in Dallas, we found some cool resources for summer fun. But the best thing to do is just Google like what to do in the summer in, you know, Dallas, Texas or wherever you live. And most of like the newspapers and then like a lot of times, like if you're a mom, there'll be like a mommy blogger that will tell you, but there's all kinds of resources that will tell you all different kinds of events in the summer. So highly recommend doing some research and plan it out because it can be really like it's one of those things where if you don't like think about it, then all of a sudden it's late August. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. Especially as an adult. And if you don't have kids, like I know that's like the mode I've always been in. It's just like, oh, well, it's just another month. And it's like, no, it's summer. So So I'll go through a few and then you can go through a few. So a couple that I came up with was the Arboretum or like a botanical garden. We have a really great Arboretum in Dallas that is really fun. I actually just bought like season tickets because it was cheaper to do that. And they always have a lot of really fun activities, whether it's for kids or adults. They do like night concerts where you can bring like a picnic and watch these really cool bands over the lake. They have a ton of stuff for kids. I used to go when I was single with my girlfriends and we would just get iced tea and look at the pretty flowers and talk about life, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. It's beautiful there. Yeah. Okay, so the second one you you came up with. Oh, yes, I'm a big fan. You all know I'm, I'm a love for hiking and being outside. So I highly recommend Googling and finding the nearest state park or national park near you. They're really cheap to get in, like really cheap, under $10 per car kind of thing. And they have all sorts of 
small hikes. They have a lot of them if they're like by water, which most of them will be by some source of water. We'll have canoeing and kayaking or those like little pedal boats. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those little pedal yeah, boats. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I mean, there's just so many things and I feel like they are so underutilized and it's cheap and then you can hang out outside all day and it's shaded. There's tons of trees and then. Your kids get to be outside in a totally different environment, especially being here in Dallas, like really getting out into nature is just super fun. Mm, That's a good one. Yeah, that's definitely one I haven't done in Texas. The third one we came up with is either a water park or finding splash pads. So the splash pads might be more for kids, but I am obsessed with water parks and I have been for like my whole life. And I mean, as an adult, I think I like them even more than when I was a kid. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I love them. They're so much fun. So that's always a really great one, especially especially in Texas. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And there's some that are indoors now, like indoor water parks. I know. Yes. I actually went to one in Germany. This is so random. But when I studied abroad in Paris, when I was in college, I took a trip to, I think it was Munich. I can't remember. But there was an indoor water park and it was sort of like with a spa, like a naked spa. Awesome. (laughs) You know, you're up there always naked. But Uh yeah, it was really weird to be inside with water slides. I don't know. Totally. And they have one here um, outside of Dallas now, but it's super convenient because it just gets really hot here in Texas sometimes. So it's kind of nice to have that as an alternative. They have an indoor and an outdoor one, like connected. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because I mean, you have to be so careful with the sun too. sunscreen, guys. Okay, so next up is... Ooh, outside concerts. I'm a huge fan. This time of year is when all the concerts are outside, and they seem to have more concerts than you normally see around. So they even like have concerts in the little park that's by our house. Like It's just so cool. And this is what I was talking about. Like Caleb is now into... Like this kind of stuff. He like wants to go to concerts with us when, you know, before they're little, they want to run around. But now he's totally like into like standing around with us, jamming out. So a <laughs> big fan of outdoor concerts. Oh, that's one of my favorites in the summer. Like, I don't know if they still do it, but Dallas Museum of Art used to do Jazz Under the Stars, mm-hmm. um, totally. the Nasher's Sculpture Center, which Yoga Sport Dallas teaches that once a month, they do like a fun, they call it Target for Saturdays because I think Target's the sponsor, but they do all these activities. And I think it's that same weekend, like that Friday night, they'll do like midnight at the Nasher and they'll have a concert. There's so many cool ones that you can find. Some are free, some are, but usually they're fairly inexpensive. So definitely look that up in your town. Another fun one that I've always loved is theme parks like Six Flags. Now, my husband is not a fan of roller coasters, so he never wants to go. (laughs) So that may or may not be an option for you, but that could be a fun one. Totally. And then always the pool. The pool is a favorite for all. (laughs) Uh, We opened up our pool this week was the first time we swam in it as a family. And I want to say we don't like our pool. It's just that it's big and it's like, it's a lot to take care of. And it's, um, our neighbor's trees make it really messy. So it's just a lot of work and we always resent our pool is what I should say. (laughs) (laughs) But once we dove in for the first swim of the season, I was like, Oh, this is why we do it. (laughs) Exactly. I got to go swimming for the first time this summer. 
this past weekend and like being starting to get larger. Oh my goodness. I was like, I want to live in the pool while I'm pregnant. <laughs> yes. That's the best when you're pregnant. So yeah, you can come over and swim anytime. Oh yeah, girl. Okay. So then another one I had that I need to do myself, I need to take my own advice on this one is go on a weekend trip near you. So there's often a place where you have said, Oh, yeah, that's pretty close, like maybe within like the two hour range where you're like, we should go there. I know there's a town called Granbury that's supposed to have really cute bed and breakfasts. I've always said I wanted to go to or there's this fossil rim. What is it? It's Dinosaur Valley. Is Mm -hmm. that what it is? Like a state park. It's another state park, but so cool. Oh, that is a state park. See? Okay. That's been on my list for like 15 years. So pick one of those that, or maybe you don't have one yet, but you can Google it. Everyone has something cool within like two hours or an hour that you haven't done and and go do it, whether it's a day trip or a weekend or whatever. Oh, yeah. So next, another option would be to go blueberry or strawberry picking. I think this is the coolest idea. I think it's great for kids, but also I just think that sounds like so much fun as an adult. I would love to do that. Oh my gosh, yes. So I, I think I posted on social media recently. If not, I'll do it again of the kids. We went blueberry picking a couple of weeks ago and it was amazing. Like the kids had a blast because they could just like run wild and eat blueberries. And I remember going as a kid in Massachusetts to pick strawberries with my mom and just like we walked onto the field and oh my gosh, the smell. You're like, ah, oh, it's just fresh strawberries everywhere. <laughs> oh, that sounds so cool. I'm going to have to do that one. Yeah. And I think you have to do it kind of soon because I think the season ends pretty quickly. But okay. So our number nine is a good old fashioned picnic. I mean, you can't go wrong. So pack of yummy lunch and maybe a bottle of wine. We used to go to, like I said, the Arboretum and go to these outdoor concerts and I would make like a thing of sangria and oh, it was fabulous. We, me and Vic just did the other day, like right before it started to get a little warmer here in Dallas, we just went, we have a park that's literally a block from our house and we went and just had a little picnic and we busted out our hammocks at the park and we just kind of like hung out, just me and him, no dogs and just kind of just chilled. It was really fun. I like, I I was hands down excited. We hadn't gone out of town. Like we were just right there. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. So sometimes it's so simple, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And then the last one we have is go for an outdoor movie. I love outdoor movies. I just think it's so neat, like under the stars watching an old movie. We actually did this. We went to a state park in Oklahoma probably like two months ago, and they totally just threw this movie up on the side of one of their buildings and we got to watch, I mean, it was some cartoon, but we didn't even care. You're just excited to watch a movie outside and we've got our blankets out and oh, it was so much fun. (laughs) Oh, that is so cool. I actually have some cool memories in Massachusetts of going to outdoor movies, but at night it cools off there. So (laughs) it was like, I remember having to bring like a blanket, we'd sit on top of the car and like, you know, it was so cold. And here I'm like, no, we wouldn't need a blanket. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Or like going to like a, uh, oh, what's it called? A drive-in movie? Yeah, that's what we did. It would, they'd have like oh, a drive-in cool. movie. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. It. And I've heard, and I can't remember where this is, but I heard of somewhere where they have like a movie in the pool. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah, totally. Some um, theme water parks. I read about one. I'm not sure of the name, but I read about one like when it starts to get close to closing time, they'll throw one up on the side of a building, like in the wave pool or something. Yeah. And then you can just like park on a floaty and watch a movie. I know. I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, me too. That just sounds like fun. I'm like, yes. <laughs> 
Totally. So that's our top 10, but there's so many cool ideas. So do some research and plan. And I think that probably is our try this. So it is. It's to, you want to give them their try this? Oh, yeah, for sure. So after you do your research and you know kind of like what's around you, try to recreate a fun summer event from when you were little. Oh, that's so cool. That is. And then you can share it like with your significant other, your kids, whoever. It'll be fun. Creating memories. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to Ask Coach A. Wags. And Michelle writes to us, can you give me some tips on how to plan my meals better? I end up eating takeout a lot because I don't plan for cooking. I'm going to ping this one to Nicole because I have to admit that you are certainly much more of an expert in this field than myself. Oh my gosh. I just got the tingles thinking about it because I get so excited. (laughs) I get so excited about meal prep. I think it is the greatest thing ever. So I'm excited we got this question. I know. And like, it makes me not excited. This is one of the things that I'm not inspired about. So if you are not inspired in this way, I totally understand. So, But Nicole has really helped me through the years. So totally. And that's how it starts. I will say that the biggest step for this whole process is to have a plan. So you really have to sit down and have a plan. And then once you have that, it does make your life a lot easier. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is There's this app that I'm just in love with. Um, We'll have Sarah put a link to it in the show notes. It's called Pepper Plate, and it stores all your recipes for you. And then you can just go through and pick, I'm going to have, you know, these three recipes this week for dinner. And you can just add it automatically to a shopping list, and it just categorizes it for you, like produce, meat. It categorizes it for you. So you already have your list like ready to go when you go grocery shopping. That has been a huge time saver. That's awesome. Yeah. And you, I know like when I was really getting into meal prep, you forwarded me a ton of recipes and they were all from Pepper Plate. (laughs) Totally. And that's what's cool is if you get other people on Pepper Plate. So I got my sister on it. And so I just started like, I've already made the recipe. Like it's already built in. You don't have to go in and type anything and I could just send it right to you and you can add it directly to your pepper plate and then you you don't have to type anything. Like it's literally just pressing a button to add it, which makes it nice. Oh, that's awesome. So big fan there. So that's my first step. So the first thing I do is I pick a day where I'm going to do my meal planning. So my day is Sunday. So I sit down and I pick out, okay, I need five breakfast, five lunch, five dinners, whatever it is that I need for that week. And then I figure out how many people I'm feeding. So if it's just me and Vic or if if Caleb's with us, we add him in as well. And then I go through my Pepper Plate app and I pick out, okay, what do you want to eat for breakfast this week? And so I usually pick out two meals and then we just kind of alternate it through the week. And so I'm like, okay, we have two breakfasts, two lunch, and then I vary the dinner and I pick like five dinners because we like to mix it up at dinner. So that's the big one is to pick out like, what are you going to do this week? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And then it helps too, like if you're over cooking and all this stuff, this will help eliminate that once you kind of get going on that. And then you've already picked your recipes. You just add them in your Pepper Plate app. Your grocery list is already made. And then you can go to the grocery store. And then I also have designated time on my Sunday afternoon is to, after we grocery shop, we cook. And I cook everything for the week, the whole week. And I divide it into containers 
put everything out. So that's like portioning it out. So Vic gets his share and I get my share. Oh, I'm just getting excited thinking about it. <laughs> I know, such a nerd. And then like, hey, like this gives me like anxiety. I'm like, oh, all the meals in one day. Like uh, I can't. <laughs> and well, and Vic helps me too. So it's not just me in the kitchen cooking like for. 10 hours kind of thing. We can literally bang this out in three hours and have enough meals for the entire week. So when you get efficient at it, it's serious. Like I tell Vic, here's your chopping section and he goes to town and then I start the actual cooking and portioning of stuff out. But what's beautiful is that it's already ready for you the rest of the week. All you have to do is heat it up and you don't even have to think about like, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? Because it's already ready, you know? Like the food saves in the refrigerator. You don't have to freeze it. Now, some people do freeze it, and I think you totally can, but most food will keep for a week. So I only cook for that week. And so if you're making more, like you're planning to use it for the next couple of weeks, then we would definitely freeze it. Like if I do um, something in the crock pot, then I probably would freeze it. But most of the time, it's just stuff we're going to be finished with by Friday, and then, you know, Saturday will be our, our big cheat meal kind of thing. Mm, and you don't really do any fish, so... Uh, exactly. Yeah. We don't eat any seafood. So it's, yeah. So it's, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. But if you did, you could always do that like on Monday. You could eat that on Monday or something. Exactly. So just put that, like move that to the top of your, your menu and eat that first. But what this helps with is it eliminates that whole, you know how you're on your way home from work and you're just so hungry and you're tired and you don't feel like cooking. Like you already know there's something made. It's at home. It's ready to go. I just have to heat it up, which takes like less than 60 seconds to do. That's less time than going through the drive through. So it kind of helps eliminate that thought. Like you're just like, nope, dinner's already made. Yeah, because as I've talked about before, we do Blue Apron. And sadly, we the last couple weeks, we've gotten to the point where we've had to like freeze the meat and like most of the other stuff stays longer. But because we just couldn't fit it in. Like we'd either get home too late or the kids weren't going down or we had birthday weeks. So it was like every night we had a special event. So I was like, I can't even believe this. Like we're not even having the meal plan. The stuff's delivered to us and yet we're still not cooking. So I never really thought about like cooking it at a different time than yeah. when we're going to eat it. You know, I think that's when it changed for me was like realizing that I need to do it all at once. And that way I'm not like stressing about the actual like 30 minute cook time. And if I do it all up front, like it's already made, like I have time on Sunday, like that's my blocked out time for this. So I know like I'm going to get it done and then you don't have to worry about it the rest of the week. So that guarantees it, you know. Now, what about like, do you ever feel like you want it fresher or you just don't care? Totally. Well, I'm okay with eating leftovers because it's more efficient. So <laughs> I'm okay with it because that's just kind of how my brain, my brain and my taste buds obviously work. And I'm okay with also eating the same thing over and over again. Now, Vic struggles a lot with that. Like he sometimes wants fresh food. He does not want to eat the same thing for lunch, even if I'm alternating the days. He's like... I already know it's Wednesday. I know what I'm going to have. Like, you know, we get stuck in these patterns. <laughs> so that's like when we rotate in and I do some Blue Apron meals and I make them them fresh just to mix it up a little bit. And those don't take super long amount of time. So I just schedule them on a day when I know I'm going to have like a chunk of time to take care of them. So I do try to pull that in for Vic every now and then because he does prefer fresh. But yeah, it's just not as efficient. So that's how... <laughs> So that's how my brain goes. Yeah, no, I love it. 
But I think the idea is just to have have a plan and something that works for you and then stick to it consistently. And then when you get bored, take a break, but take a break for like a specific allotted amount of time and then get back onto your routine and then just keep taking those breaks and then you'll be more successful with meal planning. Mm, Good tip. So, Michelle, you'll have to tell us how this works out when you try it. Awesome. Thank you, Nicole, for sharing your wisdom. So if you guys have any questions for us, please send them in to podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. Anything about habit change, time management, exercise, organizing, or simply being more inspired. Those are just some ideas. Please write to us. And I'm going to finish us out with a shout out to Popsicles. Ooh. <laughs> I know. One of my favorite summer treats. So sticking with our theme of summer, it was so cute the other day. I said to Luke, hey, mommy bought popsicles. And I mean, you would have thought I told him that he won a million dollars, which I don't even think he would be that excited because he doesn't really understand what that means. (laughs) So he, I mean, it was like he just won the lottery. He was so pumped. And so he's like, mommy, are you going to have one? And I was like, you know what? I am. And so we sat down and he was just so excited. And there was just something so awesome and refreshing about it. So I encourage everyone to go get a popsicle. Mm -hmm. Simple pleasures. Simple summer fun. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And also, please tell your friends and share this podcast with others. You can find the show notes and blog posts at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Coach A. Wags. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.